Coach, this is the third time. Are you sure I'm that we started ready. this? Oh my God. <laughs> of course, I won't be here Saturday anyway. Oh, that works out perfect. Never mind. <laughs> all right, we're just figuring out some details for training here. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to introduce myself, introduce you. We're going to dive in because you do have an appointment. We yeah. need to get you out of here. Uh, my name is Sherry Wilson, I'm the owner of Genius Communication. What do I do? Oh, hang on, Coach. I solve problems and I make a lot of money doing that. What about you, Coach? Well, I like to make a lot of money, too. Well, Greg McNeil is my name. I'm the owner of Coach's Corner, and I'm the owner of Soar, mm-hmm. as in the bird that soars, yes. right? Yes. And um, all-around funny guy, and right now I'm really funny and really happy because we've just given each other some juice, right? <laughs> Yes. And by the way, not to put any disclaimer on us liking to make money, but what we can guarantee you is that we will give you lots of service and lots of value in the process. Yeah. So now that we've said that, so money, let's talk about currency. Yeah. Currency means so many things. So let us not think about dollar bills. Right. Let us think about the space in our lives to enjoy what we want, our community, our relationships, our partnerships, our children, our health. All of those things are forms of currency, if you will. They are. Because we experience them. You know, Coach, I like that idea because we're going to talk about imposition. But, you know, when when I tell people, you know, I actually, one of the reasons I've been put on the earth is to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. People instantly think greed. You know, and that has nothing to do with it. I'm one of the most generous people you'll meet. What it is, is that wealth provides opportunities, number one, that you cannot otherwise enjoy, but also it provides some intangibles. That's right. And uh, so when I, you know, think about money, uh, what I think about is family time. I think about getting to do the things I like to do, like we talked about in the last podcast. And I get to have a place of influence in other people's lives to hopefully make them more money, make their lives more enjoyable. And so sometimes the very things we want to do will actually will tone down so that we, so people don't think ill of us. Right. You right, know? right, because not everybody comes with that understanding of what you're saying. Right. They just hear one thing and that's all that there is. Yes. All they want to do is make money. No, we don't. It's just that everything that we consume cost. <laughs> right. Everything <laughs> yeah. cost. Yes. So it costs you two things. It costs you time first. Mm-hmm. And then it costs you whatever currency you're willing to uh, work with. So if you're in this case here, you're talking about a dollar bill, right? right? But there is no such thing as no cost. There is no such thing as free. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it always okay. costs. Exactly. So one of the things that I think could cost people is um, imposition. Talk you, to them about it. Well, you actually brought it to, like, I didn't have a name for it. Okay. But we were um, doing kettlebell training. And you said, now make sure that's not an imposition. Right. And then I'm like, because oh. <laughs> that's what you do is you throw out bombs. And then I'm sitting there like, whoa, wait, you know, I got to got to regroup and figure this out. I'd like you to describe it real quick, because this has actually been a life changing um, concept for me that I was living to a degree, mm-hmm. but not on the level until you threw that word out there. 
Okay, so <clears throat> an imposition, impose. Mm -hmm. Someone imposes something onto you, or you impose it onto other people. Okay. Um, an imposition is essentially taking on something that really doesn't belong to you. So let's let's think of several examples. Somebody wants you to participate in something that you don't want to participate in. It's just not your thing. But what you're told is if you don't participate, that you're going to suffer some repercussion. Right. So if you are a child, it could sound like you're going to be punished if you don't do something. Or maybe because you, your parents didn't achieve a certain level of status, success, or have certain experiences, they might tell you that you're not going to amount to something. You're yes. never going to be able to do this. You can't do that. You're not smart enough. Or why aren't you like someone else? Right. <clears throat> Those are all forms of impositions that leave a scar, if you will, in your psyche that we end up repeating and carrying with us into our, our adult lives. You can even have where like parents will unintentionally and sometimes intentionally impose upon you the career path you will take. Exactly. Or no career path. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they, you, this is what we do in our family. Or we believe this way. I mean, there's so many things that can be put on you and we almost like collect them like you might dust on your feet. You're just walking through life. Like Velcro. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden you're not happy. Exactly. And when your life is full of impositions, the tyranny of the shoulds, you should do this, you should do that, you should not do this, you should not do that, not this career, not that mm. person, not this person. So that might person. be a sign of it, is the tyranny of the shoulds. Oh, exactly. So all of a sudden, <clears throat> so the person comes and they're sitting down with us, and so we're asking them, well, what would you like to do? And so when they're sifting through what they would like to do, they don't realize that there are blocks that they're experiencing in their psyches. And they say, well, I can't think of anything. They can't get through the sheer amount of impositions that they have in their thinking already. Well, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not, you know, like there's something inherently wrong with the person. At least that's the way they think because the impositions that they have adopted which now turns into the tyranny of what they should constantly been doing yeah. is now preventing the person from actually seeing what they are truly capable of. I want to start with an imposition that was put on me Okay. <clears throat> when I was a kid. So, uh, let's see, I was eight years old when my dad married um, wife number th uh, three. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so that point, you know, from that point to, from as you know, far back as I can remember was chaotic, different, you know, right. moves and, um, abusive, uh, stepmother, things like that. So he marries this lady. I remember seeing her for the first time, beautiful blonde hair, mm -hmm. high cheekbones. She's so pretty. I was, it, to me, she was like a princess. Mm. You know, I was like eight years old. I'm looking at her. She's like, and uh, anyway, uh, at the time, it didn't turn out like that she was a princess. <laughs> and, uh, and so there were things in her life that um, she was then imposing to me. And so like one of them was, you know, you don't love me unless you call me mom or something like that. 
And I loved her from the moment I saw her. I just am a little bit more slow in trust and hey, I don't I don't know. You You're know. number three. Right. I've already <laughs> been wounded and I didn't know my real mom uh, well at all. So really it was just a second one. There was so much wounding and she had no idea. They I, they didn't know uh, the details until I was probably a teenager and I told my dad. Right. Um, so she had no grid for that. But anyway, that started us off on the wrong foot because now I'm being forced to do something and I'm stubborn. And then I felt like I was failing her, right? And a disappointment. Right. So that's how the relationship started off when it didn't have to end that way because of an imposition. Then later when I was a teenager, um, I was being told that you're selfish. You're selfish all the time. You're selfish. So I took that imposition on. I must be the most selfish person on the planet. Then when I was in my uh, 40s, I realized I'm not selfish. I am a generous person. Like I started looking at things, mm -hmm. but I couldn't see certain things <clears throat> because of the imposition. So everything I did, I wondered, am I doing it for selfish reasons? Mm -hmm. That's an imposition, huh, coach? Absolutely. And it's a powerful one at that because look at the age you were when you finally could figure out what to do with that. Right. And for the listener, think about that. Think about an imposition that you might have heard told to you, forced upon you when you were younger, that is still actively influencing your life <clears throat> to this date. Yeah. You know, I would consider myself to be a pretty good athlete. <clears throat> I'm, let's not talk about professional sports or anything like that. I'm just saying a pretty good athlete. Mm -hmm. But my son, when my son was coming along, and he's playing sports, and I think my son's a pretty good athlete too, but a big kid, he hit a kid one day, bam, on the football field, and everybody was hooting and hollering. And then I heard my son say, man down. I couldn't help but to chuckle. I was like, that would have to be my son, right? And I look up, and this kid is kind of like squirming on the ground because, you know, it was just an explosive hit. Right. And then my son would come to me after the game and said, you know what, Dad? <clears throat> I don't want to hurt people anymore. And as soon as he said that, I bit my tongue. Yeah. And then the next thing I said, because it took me about a second to really recognize where he was at. Maybe it was sooner than that. I knew it intuitively before I my, realized my mouth was closed. Yeah. And then I said to him something that still rings true to this day. This is your life, son. Mm -hmm. You're not required to live your life for me. Right. I have my own life. So that's all right then. We'll just pick it up and we'll do something else. And you know what? We are just really good friends right now. Yeah. And that's been a model with me for him and everyone, really. You know, don't impose onto someone else. Your dream, your vision of life. Let or them, even your values. It, it, thank you. That word didn't come up, but that's exactly what we're talking about. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so the imposition is such a powerful tool. I hate to say it, but it's a powerful You know what's tool. powerful in that story, though, is he knew who he wanted to be, and that wasn't it. And a lot of people don't know. No, they don't. And, you know, and all they could see is, is like, this is a big kid. He's well built and all of this other kind of stuff. He could do all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not what my son wants. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. <clears throat> now, of course, it doesn't mean like, you know, like when you say things like this, that 
they need to learn things to help them navigate through life successfully. What we're talking about is an imposition that imparts an identity that is not congruent with who the person is. Absolutely. So here's one for me. Hard work. Mm. The phrase. Mm -hmm. I just hate it. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it was associated with discomfort. Right. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Work smarter, coach, not yeah, harder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I started thinking about that, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but in my own way, I am rejecting that. And I thought, that's wordplay. So <clears throat> my career took me down the path where I could literally learn to navigate what I famously call the empire of language how we use words, right? Mm -hmm. And how words are set up in our head. So I said, well, what about effort then? Yeah. Right? Because what we know, we know there's no such thing as free. Right. right? So we know that you don't get anything for nothing. Yes. Right? So when we start talking about hard work, it's like, well, let me think about this because my feathers get ruffled. <laughs> You're squirming in your seat now. Exactly. But it, have you ever tried to perform a kettlebell snatch test with a 53-pound bell for doing 100 snatches in five minutes? That's hard work, right? Yes. We fail 30% every year that try to certify, right? Because mm -hmm. they can't pass that snatch test. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing I know about that is this. When it became effort... It fell, it fell into place with me. It was congruent because what my mind accepted was I will do what is required of me to achieve a goal because that's what the goal requires. But it doesn't mean that I have to have a negative association to it. Right. Now, again, we're just talking about how we use words. Words are important. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, look, and I will say to the client, are we talking about hard work? Or are we talking about effort? Know the difference. One of those will take you back someplace else where you don't need to be. Right. And the other one just sets up an, um, what we would call a typical expectation for whatever the goal is that you pursue. Yeah. I think, and, and I'm going to go here, Coach. You okay. ready? Because yeah. this is a place where okay. truth confronts BS, right? I'm going to go to religion. Ooh. Now, I do feel that I have... Halloween is close, so forget the wolf sound. <laughs> I do have a little bit of background on that, obviously having a church, things like that. But me and my family never, ever fit in the typical church mode. Ever. Ooh, yeah. Stick so with us. We, we started you know, going to church as a family, me and Mike and Kent, and then uh, my father-in-law joined us. But uh, I had no grid for church. I had no interest for church. I'd met church people. I thought they were rude and mean and inauthentic. And so, you know, but anyway, we, we find ourselves in church. And I remember we never quite fit because, you know, people just seemed depressed and they were always, they say, under attack. And I'm like, under attack with what? What, you know, what's to me under attack is, you know, you're hunkered down with a gun or something, yeah. you know, it's like under attack, you know, spiritual attack, blah, blah. And we have joy and, you know, people come up to us and say, man, y'all are just different. Y'all have so much joy. You like each other. I'm like, isn't that what it's supposed to be? Exactly. You know, when did Christianity become this, you know, sour face, sour pussed type of person? It's like, I, you know, to me, 
in all simplicity, my idea was I ain't going to hell. That's my idea, and that makes me happy. You know. So anyway, we just didn't fit the mold. Even today, our it, our church it doesn't fit the mold. We don't have, you know, chairs lined up. We don't have mauve carpet. We don't have a platform where you stand there and it's us against you. We don't have any of that, right? Well, anyway, so I found out very quickly that people like to impose upon you their idea of what a marriage should look like and a wife and how you raise your child and all of that stuff, Coach. And I'm sure you can guess how that went. Oh, would you please sit me up straight? I can feel myself sinking down in the chair right now. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I no, your family, that's your family. I wouldn't want to be you guys. Y'all are more like a CEO and a CFO and all that stuff. Now, our family, we like UFC. Mm -hmm. Our family (laughs) likes hot rods. We like our Stella Rosa at night, wine. And my son, if he wants long hair and a tattoo, we're going to be there on his 18th birthday with him, celebrating him getting that tattoo. And that's exactly what we did. Oh, my goodness. And they could not put us in a box. You know what I mean? Well, then fast forward, you know, we get out of there. And uh, and, and that's a lot of Christians have in positions, right? Then... We start our own church, and I get asked to speak every year at this one place. And I found myself saying, the first thing, I get up on stage, and I say, hello, my name is Sherry Wilson. I'm the owner of Genius Communication in Clovis, New Mexico. We also have a church called The Hub, and I have been born to make money and a lot of it. Amen. And then I went right into the wealth teaching, right? The pastor was laughing hysterically because he doesn't fit molds either. But the point of it was I wanted to get rid of the imposition of religion that religion puts on people's marriages, puts on their finances, puts on all of their stuff. Knowing you need to go, I want to say this to people out there. You need to know where you end and they begin and vice versa. Like your son said, Dad, I don't want to hurt people anymore. Yeah. What a lot of times in romantic relationships, business relationships, any relationship, there's always a danger of imposition, right? Yes. People will gaslight. Abusers will gaslight. They'll put what they're doing and feeling onto you saying, that's you. That's an imposition. So it can be abusive too. So you have to know yourself. And when someone's trying to put on you accusations or who you should be or how you're acting or whatever it is, you need to recognize yourself and say, that's you. That's not me. I'm not taking that guilt. I'm not taking that fear. I'm not taking that idea of who you think I should be. This is who I am. Now, it doesn't mean you don't correct and adjust yourself for certain things, uh, but your core of who you are, you have to recognize who that is and not allow other people to impose things on you. And I didn't allow it, and it didn't work out very well at that church. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't rebellious, but I wasn't going to become the pastor's wife, I can tell you that much, for damn sure. And yes, I just did say that word. (laughs) Anyway. Look, so um, one of the things... This is to the listener. So you all might know Sherry. So I meet Sherry at a different time in her life. But I can tell you how much of a pleasure it is working with you. Oh, my goodness. Do we do some great stuff? We do. And how the universe brought us together is surely 
in the hands of the universe, right? Yes. Because we didn't even know that we were both on the planet a couple of years ago, <laughs> no. right? And here we come qu really more similar than we may look, right. right? Right. And what she's saying to you is true. You must know who you are yeah. and what you want first. Yeah. Okay? And then when you think about what it takes you to find that or what it take, has taken you to find that, then you want to extend that courtesy to other yes. people. And this is another way that we heal business and we heal community, right? Yeah. Because we stop the tyranny of impositions yeah. and we bring to individuals that light those experience, those opportunities and tools that they need to learn to grow so that they can find what they need. Yes. So <clears throat> if you hot rod, UFC, fish, elk, hunt, whatever it is that yes. you do, mm -hmm. there's place in your life for you to be able to and do that. And isn't that what brings life the excitement and the color and the adventure is because everybody has those things that they like to do. Exactly. You know, if we were all the same and we all took everybody's impositions, it would be an awful place. It would be an, a colorless, dead place. Have you seen the movie Pleasantville? Mm -mm. So to the listeners, if you haven't seen the movie Pleasantville, maybe you might want to check it out. I mean, it's it's a respectable movie, so let me start with that. But okay. as soon as you said colorless, that's exactly what it started with, like a 1940s Leave it to Beaver, black and white. Yep. But then once people started to learn something, they started to see color. Interesting. That's as far as I'll go. Okay. That's the tease. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I think you've got an appointment. We probably need to get you out of here, but uh, just ask those questions. Find out who you are. Don't let other people put their impositions on you, but maybe take some time after this podcast and sit down and write down anything that you feel is being imposed on you that just doesn't feel right on the inside. Huh? That is beautiful. And please leave a review and give us some topics you'd like us to go uh, after and look in the show notes because I have all the contact information in there. We will not mention your name, so don't worry about the question. I guarantee <laughs> yeah. you. We're not oh, yeah, that's huh. We don't want people <laughs> like, oh, no, I ain't asking nothing. They're going to put that on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Now, we're discreet professionals. We like to giggle, but we won't mention your name. No, but uh -uh. The, the point is, this is a community that we have every intention of supporting for many years to come. And this does apply to communities. Yes, Because it does. communities can have impositions put on them. They're poverty, they're this or that. If you believe that stuff, your community will always stay in that place. But if you can get a higher vision for what your city, your town is supposed to be, and you execute it, you can throw off all of that stuff and be a healthy community and a healthy business. Oh, that's fantastic. I think that's it. All right, Coach. <laughs> 